Welcome into the Young Dad Podcast. I'm Jay, and not with me today is my always so handsome co-host, A.A. Ron. He's unfortunately not with us today, so you don't get a, his classic sup, people. However, today with me is a great friend of mine, host of the Baseball Together Podcast. As they call him in the street, Blackjack Brad. Brad, greet the people and tell us a little bit about yourself. What is up, people? I am Brad. Um, like like Jay said, I am the co-host of the Baseball Together Podcast and uh, co-host also of Willie B and Dad Gaming on YouTube. Love it. And if you've heard us before somewhere else, you would recognize both of us from Seattle Baseball Together, which is currently in hibernation for the offseason. That's but right. we're not here to talk about baseball. We have a great episode up for you today. We got a quick little two-way debate between Brad and I, and then we're going to grill Brad as he will give us some insight on what it's like for him and how it's changed him having a child that's on the spectrum. And then lastly, we're going to end with one of the best toy brands, Fisher Price, doing a draft. So grab a juice box, grab a snack, and let's talk. Hey, you. Yes, you. Did you know that we have some amazing deals and brands that we work with that are all in one convenient place? You didn't? Well, let me tell you about it. Our Linktree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash ballboyvlog has everything you can want for all of our deals. You can find all of our social medias, our Movember fundraiser, Danos, Coldest Water, Everlast and Fanatics. It's that time of year where it's time to start thinking about what you're going to get your loved ones for the holidays. Check out our link tree for some amazing things. Support the podcast, give back, and give forward. We work with brands that we use. We love them. We trust them. We know that you'll love them too. And a big thank you to our live studio audience. So we're going to get into a quick little two-way debate here today. There was going to be three, but now we're two, which is what it is. Brad, peanut butter or Nutella and why? Always Nutella 1,000% of the time because I am allergic to peanut butter. Okay. That's kind of a <laughs> gimme on that one. I can't even argue back for peanut butter. I like peanut butter personally more because I'm not allergic to it. But also yeah. Nutella just w- is way too rich. Oh my gosh, I love Nutella so much. Like you can just pump it in my veins. Um, but no. like the other thing too, though, with peanut butter is I don't know if it's just because I haven't gotten used to the the taste over the years because I don't eat it ever uh, on purpose, or if it because it's because it means like death to me. But I hate, absolutely hate the taste of peanut butter and peanuts. Because it means like death to you. That was That's dark. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is because it tastes literally like death to me and because I haven't gotten used to it. But there's a whole thing here. I used to have like way more allergies. I grew out of them. Like I loved coconut when I was allergic to it. Whoa. So Can't do like coconut. roasted coconut, roasted oh. coconut. Yum. Oh. But oh. anyway, so it's not necessarily always the allergy, but the, the peanut allergy is so severe that I, I guess I could see that, like, you know, t- literally it tastes like death, so I'm not ever going to like it, probably. See, I just like peanut butter and jellies. Like, I've had Nutella sandwiches. I had them a bunch in high school because that's when it was, like, super popular, like, 10, 12 years ago, when it was, like, the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you could get the big old tub of it at Costco. You remember those? Oh, yeah, we buy those. Those are, but, like, the super massive ones. I think that's the one that we buy. Oh, do they still have them? <laughs> I think so. Oh, I don't know. We buy a big we buy a big jar of it because I like, I like it on toast. It's really good because I'm like twelve. It tastes awesome on toast, but I just preferred peanut butter. Nutella is too rich. I have to have it in moderation. And I I get that. I get that. All right. Next question for you: Should people be allowed to go barefoot anywhere they go, and why? Absolutely not. That that's a health hazard. 
Like not just for you, but for other people. That's gross. That is pretty gross, but that is coming from the man who's in Arizona. I wear flip flops. I don't go barefoot. That's like, basically the same thing. So you gotta you gotta have the bottom of your feet covered up when you go places because like well, I mean, there's like broken glass anywhere, right? That's true. Especially down here, it seems like it's all over the place. But true. there's also like you don't want to get a hookworm. That's disgusting. That's true. And I guess the bottom of your feet do release like toxins and stuff. And yeah, have, like, something like that. Oh, and if you, you have, got, like, like, all the pores on the bottom of your feet, right? I'm like, yeah, and if you got like athlete's foot, I don't want somebody walking around with athlete's well, foot like the produce section at Walmart. People do that anyway, though, at Walmart. I know, you're right. <laughs> they shouldn't, though. They shouldn't. I mean, if everyone went barefoot everywhere, though, wouldn't like that stuff like go away, though? I don't think so. I don't think it would like kill itself. Or you think they would like get stronger? (laughs) Probably would. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, I was on the side of going barefoot everywhere because I hate wearing socks and shoes. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Like, I'm barefoot nine months out of the year. I'm currently wearing socks because it's cold in Arizona right now, relatively speaking. Um, (laughs) Okay, how cold is cold, Brad? Sixty degrees. <laughs> oh, you poor thing! It's thirty I degrees in here. Hoodie. It's I've been in a hoodie. It's thirty-one I've been in a hoodie, socks, and sweats all day long. Oh, woe is you! <laughs> With the hood up. Oh my gosh! Wow. I know, all right, guys. So if you live in Arizona, where I feel so bad for you that it's sixty degrees, but if you live in Southeast Washington or anywhere that's on a normal climate schedule. It is probably in the 30s. Most so, places in the U.S., yeah, I'd say that. Join me in saying, Brad, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> is it better to be Instagram famous or TikTok famous? These days, I'd say TikTok famous. You know, I'm going to go Instagram famous. Are you? Why is that? Okay, so I think Instagram famous because TikTok's great and all, right? But we're both creators, and we have seen, like, through our own research, I'm sure, I've seen that people get more from Instagram and make more off Instagram than they do TikTok. Like, TikTok's payouts really bad, but Instagram's, like, better. And it's easier to, like, be an influencer on Instagram than it is TikTok. So I think it depends on what you're trying to do. Like, if you're trying to sell products... You know, like you're trying to like you do like affiliate marketing. Um, I do think Instagram is a way to go because you can tag products and and links and stuff in your in your reels and in your posts, right? Mm-hmm. But I think these days, big companies are reaching out to the elite TikTok creators and actually bringing yeah. them on board commercials. Like I've seen. How many have, TikTok? How many TikTok creators that. have we seen in commercial, like legit, a like lot. TV commercials? Right? Yeah, like I haven't Lee seen Myers, anybody. Liz Pearsall. Yeah, um, but what's also, his name? They're also big on TikTok. They're also big on Instagram. Like those same creators are also pretty big on Instagram as well. They are, yeah, and I I think that they come mostly from TikTok. Like Straw Hat Goofy does stuff like be, like before the movies at the theaters now. And I, yep. I've never seen him on Instagram. I've only ever seen him on TikTok. And he has like a legitimate, like high paying job now because of his movie reviews on TikTok. Huh. I mean, I think they're pretty close, but for some reason for in my head, I see Instagram more just because you also have the reach with meta mm, yeah, and that connection there. So it like you're automatically connected to Facebook. So you basically have two platforms in one right. for your for your videos, for your pictures and stuff to be pushed and whatnot. So you're kind of covering two platforms in one. But TikTok is mm-hmm. the biggest app out there right now. As so, far as vertical content though goes, though, I think YouTube's going to be the way to go in the new year. Oh, I agree. I feel like with YouTube, YouTube Shorts huge, and their and their new with monetization shorts. with Shorts, that's a, that's going to be a huge deal. Like, yeah, that's like some that's something I'm working toward. I'm like, I could do ten million. I get ten million views on. <laughs> on, on my shorts in 90 days if i have a thousand subscribers yeah for sure and they're keeping them short too they're not expanding their range i think and i think only, that's the key 
That's what I think. That's where TikTok's kind of gone, kind of fall off, fallen off a little bit. Dude, they expanded to three I was, I was told on my t- on one of my TikTok accounts that uh, I could post up to ten minutes. Yes, yeah, it's ten minutes now. I was like, I will never post a ten minute video on TikTok because I would never watch anything that long. Absolutely. No, not. I'm gonna put it on YouTube because you don't watch ten minute videos on TikTok. You watch one to three minute videos on TikTok. Exactly. Even then, when it starts to go past two minutes, like it better have a good story. Once you get past that minute. Yeah. It, yeah. It better hold me, or I'm. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm gone. But it only needs a certain amount to get. We don't got to get into that, but. That's where I think Instagram and YouTube have it better is that they keep it like 60 seconds or less. You yeah. have to keep it in that way. So a lot of TikToks well, I found, don't translate. I found that the shorts that perform the best on YouTube even are 15 seconds or less. Yeah, I think those are the ones that they push more. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah, those, with you there. Those are the ones that get thousands of views in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I'm definitely with you there. I think I'm also going to be pushing out some more you know, 15-second videos just overcome the new year for on youtube so yeah we're gonna be youtube famous we're gonna be hanging out with mr beast before we know it that's the plan the plan all right lastly brad <laughs> we have a running tally here on the show this one's like the most important question you will answer today well okay. probably not but for the people <laughs> it is does pineapple belong slash go on pizza never all right you can stay you can stay so i'm in the court of no our guest a few weeks ago craig is in the bed of no you're with no but aaron is the only person that is on board with pineapple on pizza so far so it's three to one so we have them cornered i'd eat anchovies on my pizza before i eat pineapple on it okay that's just too far (laughs) that's just too far that's gross (laughs) I would rather go pineapple than anchovies. That, the only reason I say that is because I've done both of them by accident. The only one I the one I spit out was the pineapple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back with you today. Do you want to give someone just an amazing gift this holiday season? Well, let me help you out. You know someone that loves to cook, loves flavor, but doesn't love all the extra things that come in your normal store-bought seasoning? That's why Danos is amazing. Low sodium, zero calories, all natural ingredients, four amazing flavors. Original, everything bagel, spicy, and chipotle. It's all natural. It's low sodium. It's Danos seasoning. Yum, yum. Get you some. Use our link in our link tree. Use our code BALLBOY at checkout to save some money, support your favorite podcast, and to give someone some amazing flavor this holiday season. Well, our audience is excited to have you, Brad. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And they are on board with you being on Team Pineapple, not on pizza. So they appreciate that. (laughs) All of our live studio audience is pre-screened for their preference. So, And I have to approve them. So, Brad, you have two children, two kids, correct? I do. An eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Eight-year-old boy, six-year-old girl. Awesome. And you've been married for 14, going on 15 years, according to your wife's Facebook. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Dang. Can't believe it's been that long. (laughs) That is a long time. That's three times as long as I was married for. (laughs) And you are also a heck of a baseball content creator. You're an awesome friend. However, you and I have never really talked much of outside of our like family dynamics and baseball. So we're gonna change that now that you're on this side of it and you're coasting today. Tell me a little bit about both your kids. So let's start with Wilson first. So Wilson is eight years old. Um, He's, he's typical. Um, And he is, and I say that in so many ways that he's also a typical boy. Um, He walks around our house pretending to shoot us because he thinks it's funny. Um, He (laughs) loves all the things that fart jokes and everything and burping. That's (laughs) goes along with being an eight year old boy. Yeah. 
yeah, he's he's a ton of fun. We have so much fun with Wilson. He's a he's a great kid. He's a great brother to his sister. Like we tell him that all the time, just because we feel like that's something that's really important. That he's really patient with her, um, because it's it's hard to be patient with I, with a sister who's as severely autistic as Stella is. So Stella's six. Um, she's on the spectrum. She has uh, she's level three nonverbal autistic. Uh, when she she was initially diagnosed, when she was two. Um, I guess we could just get into it. Do you mind if we just get into it with Stella right now? Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely get into it with okay. Stella. So again, she also has a special diagnosis, correct? So she's on the spectrum, right? Like and so explain. Yeah, so she was diagnosed when she was two with level two nonverbal autism, and okay. then um, she had. And it's crazy how it was like how it came about because my wife, like, we moved to Idaho, and one day she's like, "I don't think she can hear us." Like, what do you mean? Of course she can hear. She was like, no, watch. And she's sitting there on the floor and she calls her name and she never answered. Like, oh, so we took her in and got her hearing checked and turned out she had a ton of fluid behind her ears. And the doctor's like, she needs to get tubes. Like, okay. And at this point she was, her speech was delayed and they assumed it was because of the, because of the fluid behind her ears. Okay. So they, uh, with the infant toddler program, they came to the house, they're doing an evaluation uh, to get her ready for speech therapy. But within mm. like five minutes of being there, the conversation shifted from speech therapy to asking questions about uh, her potentially having autism. And we we're kind of like, huh, okay. Hadn't thought about it, but we're seeing it now. So yeah. because, you know, we were thinking about certain things she did around the house and it got to be more pronounced as she got to be a little bit older and uh, before we were actually able, it was like six to eight months or something like that before we were able, ever able to get in to meet with the autism doctor to get an official diagnosis. But we saw stuff around the house like she would get toys and she would perfectly line them up, like perfectly lined up. At right? two years old. At two years old. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, well, and like there were things that there were sometimes too, she'd sit and she would put stuff in front of her. It was exactly to the edge of her reach and she would have a perfect radius of toys. It was almost like an arch um, around her and she would put like, she would line up shoes with all the toes pointing in, and they would be a perfect arch out in front of her. And wow. so just like really uh, sequential things like that. Uh-huh. And, and there were some behavioral things, you know, like um, leaving anywhere or like really big fits that probably were not quite appropriate for a two year old thing, like things like that, you know? And mm-hmm. so, we knew, like, we had a really good idea before we ever got a diagnosis that Stella was likely to have autism. We just didn't know how severe. And so we got that diagnosis when she was two. And the doctor was like, you know, but with years of therapy, I was like, she could probably, I was like, she's two, right? He's like, yeah. It's like, she could eventually get to the point where she grows out of it. So anyway, fast forward to when she gets her tubes. Um, she had to have them done twice. And so the second time they're like, let's do some genetic testing and see if there's anything uh, to go along with her autism diagnosis. And that's when they found out that she has um, a micro deletion. It's called, let me find it exactly. It's the, it's the deletion of the two Q 23.1 chromosome. It's called a micro deletion because it's just like a tiny little thing. It's not there. Um, And it's part of MBD five or man's. Um, and so that is actually what has caused her autism. So things that go along with that, um, motor delays, uh, severe speech and language impairment, which is where that comes from okay. with her. Um, like I said, autism is a big part of it. Short attention span, self injury. Sometimes like sometimes she'll like hit herself or hit her head against the wall, things like that. She's actually gotten a lot better with therapy, which is really good because sometimes that's kind of scary stuff. Yeah, um, definitely. But like sleep disturbance, she has an irregular sleep schedule. Like a lot of times used to like clockwork, she would wake up at 1230 in the middle of the night. Like we have a um, we have a baby monitor for her just so we can hear her. And we would mm-hmm. hear her wake up and start playing in the middle of the night, like 1230 every single night. It was crazy. Um, And another one that she that we haven't seen yet, knocking on wood for this one, is seizures. Uh, that's a big thing. A high percentage of of people with with this genetic disorder will get seizures, uh, but like I said, we're fortunate so far to not have have seen those yet. And then something else that's really interesting is hypotonia, which is uh, low muscle tone. It's it's basically like her like the way it was explained to me is that like her tendons are like loose rubber bands, mm-hmm. so it's harder for her to do th- like for her to even like walk 
right? It's it's like like she can walk and run and jump and everything like a normal kid, like a normal six year old, but mm-hmm. she gets tired really easily because it's harder for her to do those things because she has to pull harder to like lift her legs and things like that. So we have like, we have an adaptive stroller for her that we take her to the zoo in and we push her around and we take that everywhere we go. We have, mm-hmm. um, we have a handicap, uh, parking placard so that she doesn't have to walk from like the back of a parking lot. Even though sometimes we do, like if we go to Walmart, we put, we'll park in the back of the parking lot just to get her the exercise. And then when yeah. we come out, since she's probably tired from walking around the store, we put her in the car and we can push her out the rest of the way. Makes you know? sense. So, so things like that. But like I said, we go to the zoo and we, we park at the front because we don't want to have to have her walk, you know, yeah. <laughs> however the, far. I've been to the Phoenix Zoo <laughs> a few times and it's great. If you love playing Pokemon Go, the Phoenix Zoo is like a must. It is. You're right. It's great yeah. for that, but I can also see how with her, I mean, she's six, six-year-olds as it is, don't have enough stamina for the Phoenix Zoo. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that would be. She'd be, she would be tuckered out and walking in from the parking lot if we had to park in the back. And then it so, would just and, be no fun for her. Yeah. And especially since she's, she's a pretty big kid. Like she's, I think she's like an inch taller than Wilson. Yeah. And... I've seen pictures of them side by side and. <laughs> She's, she's, a, she's a big in. kid. Like, there's no carrying Stella out of the zoo. I've done it once. I did it once when we first moved here, and I'm never going to do it again because <laughs> I back her the next day. <laughs> well, and it's so hot too. Like, man. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So that was super informative. I'm a human services. Um, that's what my bachelor's is in. Oh, right. So I have some pretty good experience with like autism and learning about these things and studying it and all that fun stuff, but. You probably explained that better than I would have ever researched. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, then. live it every day. And one of the things that that I love with Stella is that we decided we're done with kids. Like, Stella is a lot of maintenance, and, um, and she requires a whole lot of attention. And mm-hmm. and we figure, you know what, she requires a lot of attention. Her brother is going to need a lot of attention. So we're just like, we're done with kids. But one of the things that's nice that we love is that, like, she's like a forever baby because developmentally she's like, anywhere between 18 months and six years in certain areas. Like she can read yeah. sight words, right? Like I actually found that out last weekend. I put words on my phone. I was like, Stella, what does this say? And she's reading things like bicycle. Huh. It was, it was really interesting to see, but at the same time though, like she goes to bed every night and she has, um, she has like little plastic toys, like toy food. That's Velcro that you cut with a plastic knife. Yep. Because that's her toy of choice in the middle of the night when she wakes up. Makes sense. You know, and we, and she sleeps in like a, like an enclosed tent so that she doesn't get up and wander when she wakes up. So that makes stuff sense. Like that's, that, actually Cause she's too big for a crib. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's all just like super interesting. Cause you never, so you, of course you learn as you go with something yes. with having a child like Stella where certain things, she's going to be sick. Certain things, she might be 18 months. Yeah. And so yep. just for you as her as her dad, I put father in the doc, but father just sounds like so, so official. So official. Um <laughs> but you know, being a dad is hard enough. And uh, when you have to add in pretty much I mean that makes sense now talking to you about it, it just clicked, light bulb went off, spectrum. It's a spectrum for everything. Mm-hmm. And it's only going yeah, to grow as time goes on. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things is that like you can't you I don't feel like you can put any two people or kids with autism like in the same spot on the spectrum. And that's why they call it a spectrum is because exactly. like I have a cousin with autism and she's married and and they live out on their own and everything. And she's incredibly high functioning. She's working on getting a bachelor's degree in something biological. I don't know. She's genius. She's super smart. And then you've got Stella who is going to live with us probably yeah. for the rest of her life, right? Because she's going to be a child, a, a small child. So it truly is a spectrum within like the autism world. But at, then with Stella, she's like she's with everything we call, we call her our forever baby. We also call her the mystery baby just because you don't know what you're going to get from her day to day. What she's going to, what she's going to surprise you with. Cause there's always something. Yeah. I mean, cause there are certain areas that are just, there, she's constantly developing in so many yep. different all the different areas 
they're just all over they're all over the place which mm. i'm sure has this child I, I can't even imagine how hard that must be but also fun well, so and exciting it at is the same fun time. It, it's a lot of fun and it's really exciting because it's one of the things that's really fun it's like this last weekend when i because she identified a song on the tv there was it was a picture that had not been there before she wanted to, she wanted to watch a jingle bells music video um from super simple songs i'm sure you're familiar very yep. and uh but the thumbnail was different it was not one that she recognized but so she identified i'm sure she pointed out and recognized the words jingle bells so she Ooh. pointed at it because that's something she's learned to do she's learned to point to a lot of things because she can't always communicate to us what she wants and i was like huh I wonder if she recognized the words. So that's when I started putting words on my phone. And we all just like, we told, I told her therapist last week. I was like, this is amazing. She's like, you know, I knew it. She's like, I knew she could. We just haven't gotten there yet. So yeah, she's always surprising us with things that she can or maybe can't do. It's, it's a lot of fun (laughs) to play around with. Yeah. And yeah, that's just, it seems super fun. And, you know, it seems like, there's so much that could be, you know, that you and Mel could have both done for just kind of saying, oh, you know what, we're just going to chalk it up here. We're just going to chalk it up to that. We're just going to chalk it up to the diagnosis. But, mm-hmm. you know, just talking about it with you, it seems like you guys have just really embraced it, like full on 100%, like feet first into the deep end. Well, I think that we did. And I think part of that is because she was so young, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we get we get a lot from a lot of people. They'll see us with her when she's like pitching a fit or something. You know, she's like this giant two year old, you know, pitching a fit on the ground. Yeah, at like Walmart or whatever. You know, people say to us all the time, like, "Oh my gosh, that must be so hard." And I'm like, "No, it's not as hard as you think." Because my wife didn't give birth to a six year old with autism, right? Yeah. So. Just like they say, you don't you don't give birth to a teenager. You grow into it and you adapt as you go with them. That Stella, being Stella, is just our everyday. She, it's our normal, right? So we've learned to roll with the punches with Stella. Sometimes literally, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, but, it's okay. but you know, just kind of roll with that stuff. And by my kids, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's gotten to be one of those things where it's like, I think we really benefited from her being so young with her diagnosis and having um, a lot, I guess, a better idea of what was coming our way, especially when we got the genetic diagnosis. That was crazy because they told us at the time, they're like, there is like 100 people in the world with this diagnosis that we know of right now. Dang. And so my first thought at the time, I was like, well, Stella is elite. Elite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, out of 3 billion people or 7 billion? 11, Something seven, like that. I don't know. A lot, and only about a hundred diagnoses the world, at a time. Uh, the There's world. been more since then because because uh, my wife is part of a Facebook group. I think that has like a thousand people in it. So there's got to be more now. But yeah, yeah, it was like ten years ago. There's only a hundred people, and so it was like it was dang. really intense. We're like, dang, that's crazy. No, that's often, and I I love how you phrase that. Like, Stella's elite. Like, she's not different. She's elite. Yeah, you know, just that's right. Goes to the embracing, and honestly, shout out to that you know, whoever was doing that assessment for you at the beginning mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I see this from my training. Have you guys considered this? Like just having that conversation and bringing it up because it was, that is seriously, that is, Jewel. It was like the craziest thing as a speech therapist. Um, I think we met her maybe two more times after that because she's passed off to a speech therapist, but she was like one of the evaluators. And the fact mm-hmm. that she, could see Stella within just a few minutes and be like, there's more going on than just her having fluid in her ears. Yeah. Right. Like, no, that's like just, she, yeah, it was crazy. That's so huge. Like shout out to whoever that, you know, human service professional is like, cause not all of like, even people who I go to school with and talk to and have discussions with, like they're not there. They don't just recognize it. And they're like, oh yeah, well, I would ask someone else to have this conversation or I I don't know, just based off this case study. It's like, how can you not tell? Like, yes, this is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. Like that's what you need to address mm-hmm. is what you need to bring up. Like you have to have that conversation. So just going back there, like huge shout out to that person. But for you having, you know, kind of a forever baby mystery 
Mystery Machine, Stella, how <laughs> has that personally changed you as a dad and as a person? Well, as a dad, it's certainly made me more patient. Um, and I think more aware of how I react to things. Like there are sometimes where I, and this, and I hate that this happens. It happens to both of us sometimes that like Stella will be really hard for when she's hard. It's like stretches because she has such a hard time coming down from her negative emotions. I shouldn't say negative emotions from her big emotions. Like mm-hmm. if she gets really sad about something, it can take her 30 to 45 minutes to settle. Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, sometimes the tension in our house is really high because she gets destructive. She gets, uh, she gets, physical like i have a scar on my leg from her scratching me because she used to scratch a whole bunch knock on wood that doesn't start again um she threw a water bottle and broke our tv at one point like a lot of that has toned down but it can get really tense in our house and sometimes you know unfortunately you know if wilson is doing something and we snap at him because we're tense right Mm-hmm. And so it's it's made both of us, I feel like, really aware of our emotions and how we're feeling in, in basically any given moment with Stella and also incredibly patient with her, with him, because there are times that we just kind of have to be like, you know what, that's going to slide right now. <laughs> Which, yeah. You know? and, and Wilson being such a great brother that he is to her, that he understands that like there are times he just needs to leave the room and let Stella kind of do her thing. Mm-hmm. right let her like we'll stand against the wall so that she doesn't kick a hole in the wall because that's happened before and you know we just we let her kick our legs which is fine because she's not gonna hurt us doing that mm-hmm. but then when that's going on wilson knows to go up to his room go into the kitchen something like that so i think as the entire as everybody in our family it helps like i said help it helps a lot with that self-awareness things like that like feel the room, what's going on and kind of adjust how you're feeling because we have to adapt ourselves to her because she can't adapt to us. Yeah, that makes sense. And just like you're talking about Wilson, I mean, he's eight and he's grown yeah. up with this from when he was four. So yeah. he's, his, and he, like, I mean, he was younger than that even when, it, when a lot of it started. True. But you know? he's really been able to like, as he's learning, yeah. like, his emotional intelligence must just be off the charts for an eight year old. Uh, it is. And part of that is we, we did have him go to therapy for like a year or so just to help. Um, because we did know it was hard and we knew it was going to be hard, um, Mm -hmm. on him because like I said, like I said before, like the attention that he gets is different than most kids his age. And so we've had a lot of talks with him about, you know, like, like when he was really little, it was Stella's brain works differently. So we kind of need to, be patient with that. We need to understand that she's not going to do the things we want her to do all the time. She's not always going to be okay with the things with the way things work. And so that's been really helpful for him. And, um, and he loves his sister too. Like he like, and she loves him. So that helps a lot that she thinks he's just the funniest kid around that he can just do something silly and, and off the wall. And she just belly laughs. He does it. He does it for 20 minutes and makes her laugh so hard. She gets the hiccups. So, so they get along, they play really well together. Sometimes she really aggravates him. Sometimes he, because he's a kid, will push her buttons and then he gets in trouble for it because then she's throwing stuff and getting mad. Yeah. And that's having kids. Like, you know better, dude. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you doing? You know better than that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think it's great because you and Wilson have a YouTube channel that you guys do together. Yep, Willie B and Dad Gaming. Which is just so cool. It's giving, it's another thing, just, you know, being a dad that you have to adapt, like, per kid. Even, like, for me, with my two kids, like, one needs attention a certain way, one needs attention another way. Mm-hmm. And for you, you have to find that balance for both kids. Okay, Stella's going to need this attention, but what can I do really special for Wilson? That's going to really mean a lot to him kind of thing. And I, I just think that's amazing. Right. And that is something that we actually go out of our way to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because St- so Stella goes to therapy five days a week, year round, um, like coming up this next week, like Wilson's going to be out of school for the entire week. And Stella will go to therapy Monday through Wednesday, Thanksgiving week. She has Thursday and Friday off for, mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. No, you know, and we already decided before then, like, okay, 
that's three days with just Wilson. And what are we going to do? Like I'm taking an extra day off work so that the, so the three of us can go do something. And we do that a lot during the summer too, when Stella's still going to therapy and Wilson's home from school, you know, we think of things that we can go do just the three of us, just so that he can get that, that individual time with mom and dad and, and Wilson and, and Mel will go do stuff just the two of them a lot of the time too, during the summer. So that's that's something we talked about and part of the reason like i said we decided not to have more kids just so that he can have more individualized attention because he needs it you know especially kids at his age i feel like are going to need he's not going to want it in five years but he'll get it (laughs) yeah he'll get it he might not want it but (laughs) sucks to be him (laughs) yeah as a teenager he's definitely not going to want it but no he's gonna be like we'll be there to give it to him yeah I mean, I'm sure, you know, that might change as far as, like, the parents and stuff, but I'm sure when it comes to, like, Stella, even when he's a teenager in five years, it's like, oh, you know, I got to be there for my sister, or I got to, you know, I really Mm -hmm. need to spend time with my sister, look out for my sister, because, I mean, that's just being a big brother, having a little sister, and, I mean, that part of you only develops and grows as, and Mm -hmm. especially the way that you guys support him as an individual, that's only going to just help everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, and it is going to be interesting to watch how, how their dynamic changes and see like, cause he's already kind of protective of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm interested. I'm curious to see how that develops over the years. I'm sure it's only going to get more protective and more loving and yeah. just awesome. So, Brad, what would you tell another dad in particular, or even just a parent, a mom or a dad, let's just say parent, but more so geared toward a dad, because dads can be really stubborn when it comes to having to yeah. admit there's something wrong with their kid, because moms moms kind of know, that's just kind of a mother, natural motherly instinct. Dads were A, probably oblivious, or B, mm-hmm. we don't want to say it's my kid, it's something that just my kid what would you tell that dad that is on the fence about having their child tested well the first thing is if you have any concerns do it like because the sooner you find out that they need help that there is um that there is some kind of issue that maybe they're on the spectrum then you can get them the help that they need like stella the one of the first things the doctor told us is he he said she qualifies for he's actually it wasn't even qualifies he says i would recommend her getting 40 hours a week of aba therapy which is pretty intense yeah (laughs) beyond pretty intense that's super intense yeah exactly it's really intense and it's really intense therapy and he also said that she's going to need occupational therapy she's going to need physical therapy speech therapy you know, so all of it. And so then it was like, as soon as we knew we could get the ball rolling on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for a kid being diagnosed as level three, nonverbal Stella has a lot of words. Um, she can, she can label just about anything. She can, a lot of the times tell us what she wants. Um, she can sing songs. She can recite movies. Uh, one of her favorite things to do right now is, um, <laughs> it's always from Toy Story. She goes, "Will you boys stop it?" Because that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> She'll just like walk around the house. Will you boys stop it? Um, so she can quote movies and things like that. But the difference is that she's not communicative necessarily. Like we cannot have. A, she's not conversational. That's what it is. Like we pick her up from school and we say, "Stella, did you have a good day today?" And her scripted response is, "If she had a good day, is to say good day." you know, things like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she know like 99% of her communication is scripted. It's when this happens, you say this, she sees somebody in the morning. She says, good morning. I'm glad you made it because that's what her therapist says to her when she gets there or her, one of her old therapists said. Okay. So, uh, but she has gone from having no words to being able to say, gosh, she has, she has a ton of words. Like I said, for a kid who is nonverbal. Yeah. And, but that's because we were able to get her into speech therapy earlier and yeah. we we're able to get her into ABA therapy early and get her into a center that works for her and works really well for her. Um, and so I feel like if you have any concerns, if you have any, th- like any inkling that there might be something going on with your kid, I'd say get them tested immediately just so you can get them in and get them the help they need right away. Uh, because that was, I mean, that was one of the things we 
that we keep an eye out on because like I said, I have, I have actually a couple cousins with autism. And yeah. so, uh, and so I was kind of like, you know, let's keep an eye out just in case. Cause there's a pretty good chance. you know. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Cause you never know. And I think the, I think you hit it perfectly there. You know, if you have that inkling, if you're thinking about it, the worst thing they're going to say is, yeah, there's something wrong with your kid. Let's do more testing and let's, let's figure it out. That's why they have so many well checks between like yeah. birth and three yep. years old. I mean, you go every six months mm-hmm. for the first three years of their lives. Like, and they ask you, do you have any concerns? Do you have any concerns? That's the pediatrician's job. That's what they're there for. Cause they understand that kids are hard. They went to school for 12, 15 years to understand mm-hmm. these kids and to understand these different things. They know what they're looking for, but they're not at home with the kid. And so I 100% agree with you just from the other side of it, being on like the workers, the caseworker side of it, like, don't be afraid to go and ask your pediatrician, Hey, can we set up an extra appointment? Like this is concerning, or I have this concern. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid. Don't, don't sweep. Yeah. I would say don't sweep it under the rug. Even if it's something small, even if it's something small, like Stella, uh, Mel thinking that, you know, like I said, all started with Mel thinking that Stella couldn't hear us and that got the ball rolling on, on everything. So anything at all. Agreed. Agreed. And lastly, what is a piece of advice or two for a new, for a new slash expecting father of their first kid who may have recently been told by a doctor that their child's on the spectrum. Like they, that first like moment they're like, Oh my gosh, it's like hitting me. What would you tell that, that dad? Honestly, the biggest thing is, um, get together with your, your spouse, your partner, uh, your wife, and, um, decide that you're going to be a team with everything because the divorce rate among parents with um with an autistic child is like it's 80 percent that's crazy because the normal rate is 50 percent right something now yeah when stella was before stella was diagnosed i saw that it was like 60 but it's up to 80 percent so for me i think the biggest thing is just like decide early that you and your wife or your partner, whoever that you're going to work together to make sure that you get your child the help that they need. Because one of the, cause we brought that up to the doctor. It's like, wow, like why is the divorce rate so high? And he said, it's because of this, because 99% of the time, or probably 80% of the time, the wife is in charge. The mom is in charge of taking care of the care for the child because the dad is working typically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's what happens a lot. And so what goes on or whichever, whichever parent is in charge of provide love, like lining up the care for the child. The other one is like, well, just fix it. Just figure it out. Just get it done. Yeah. Right. So then very the other parent, yeah, the other parent is in it alone. Right. So you have to, I feel like you have to establish early that you're going to be a team in figuring out the best path of care for your child. And not only will that work for you, work out really well for you but it will also work out better for the child dude i love that because then they'll be on on the path to getting the the best care for them i love that i love that and even if you know the two parties do get divorced even Uh in the case of a divorce with a child who's on the spectrum even without children on the spectrum like you still have to agree that you're a team that you're in it for the best outcome of the child Mm mm-hmm so even if yeah. you, the two parties, you know, the couple that has the child on the spectrum, they're planning on getting divorced or they're wanting to get divorced, like still be that team. I 100% agree with you. I think that's super important. I didn't even think about that, but that makes sense because you have to be on the same page. You have to communicate. You have to really push your relationship and expand your relationship to that point where there's more communication or there's over communication. There's. Mm-hmm. more compromise well, and, and, there's more sacrifice on both ends right and one of the things is it's not easy to do that either because like like mel and i like i feel like 
to this point, we've been really good about working together with things, but I mean, I work all day now and Stella's getting ready to age out of her therapy center. So we got to find a new place for her next year. And so she's been working really, really hard finding a new place and she's going at touring, interviewing therapists and things like that while I'm sitting at home working from home. Right. Um, so, cause I can't go do those things with her. Instead, she has to come back and tell me about them, but she's got to go through the stress of going through, um, talking to these people doing these tours and even like getting Stella evaluated with the school district. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was a terrible experience because they were pushing so many buttons for her. And, but I was sitting at home working, you know? Yeah. And so in that case, the best thing I can do is be supportive and put in as much input in toward, toward the care as possible and be supportive of Mel it, that, recognizing that this is not easy, that this is hard. And to this point, she's been doing this much by herself. And so, yeah, I think that that's another thing too, is recognizing what the other person is, is doing um, and supporting them that way. I think that's awesome because yes, there's only, you're kind of limited on what you can do for input and kind of being present for that, but you're supporting your partner, you're supporting your wife, you're supporting her as a person, as she goes through all this, you know, Mm -hmm. however that looks like for you, you know, at home or whatever, whatever it might be, but you're supporting her in the ways that she needs supported so that she can do those things. And I, I think that's perfect. My, my only thing that I can think of for this is you kind of hit it early as you were kind of talking about all this is embrace it. Yeah. Really yeah, just... and you have to. I mean, it's gonna—it's your new normal. This is the is the big thing. So you, um, you can't fight it. You can't run from it. You've got to embrace it, and it's gonna be messy and it's gonna be really hard. But a lot, of, like, I—I I feel like most of the time with Stella, it's really fun because she's really fun to play with because she's just a big baby. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's awesome. Just, I love it. I love it so much. We're gonna take another quick break. Um, then we're gonna do a special draft. Do you guys know something I love more than almost anything is water. I love cold water from a reusable water bottle. I love water bottles that have an amazing wood finish. I love water bottles that keep your water cold for more than 24 hours at a time, even in the most extreme heat. I love shaker bottles. I love gallon water bottles. I love can koozies. I love custom dog bowls, shaker bottles, bedding, sheets, pillows, comforters, pillow cases, extra accessories, ice packs, tons of different gifts for him, for her, gift cards. You can get all these and save money at coldest.com coldest water brand the coldest water bottle the coldest dog bowl the coldest can coolie the coldest sheets the coldest pillow the coldest everything they're all amazing and they're all on a site-wide black friday sale right now save some money save some extra money when you use code ballboy10 checkout you can get the new sports finish you can get the one gallon jug you can get tumblers mugs classic bottles, and can coolers, and so much more at thecoldest.com. Check it out. Use code BALLBOY. Use the link in our link tree. However you want to get there, thank us later by getting someone an amazing gift this holiday season, or treat yourself. You deserve it. You earn it. You deserve to have cold water. Treat yourself. Thank us later. They're clapping for you, Brad. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Dude, our live studio audience, I'm telling you, next level. We pay them. I mean, they volunteer their time. They're amazing. The draft for today's episode is super special. So I asked Brad what was one of Stella's favorite category of things in life. And he was super confused at first because I did not do it just explaining it. But he's used to that at this point because I will ask him open-ended questions. And he's just like, huh? <laughs> and then I have to re-ask it like three more times until he finally gets it. It's not the first time this has happened, correct? 
That's right. <laughs> and we finally figured it out. I finally explained it the a way that he understood it because I'm bad at explaining things. And he said that she is obsessed in all capital letters, O B S E S S E D, with Fisher Price branded toys. And I was like, Yep, that's it right there. So we're gonna do four rounds, four picks. We're going to put together a toy basket using only Fisher-Price branded toys. Don't say that three yeah. times fast, please. <laughs> and then, Brad, at the end of the draft, I want you to share each of our toy baskets, if you would, with Stella so that she will pick an honorary winner for this draft. Okay. No extra bias on your toys. Don't say yours. A little bit more exciting to make yours seem <laughs> cooler, okay? None okay. Of that. All right, and you get the first pick since you're my guest. Oh, the number one pick for Stella is always going to be Fisher Price, like little people animals. Dang it. Oh, I love my girls, love little people. <laughs> no, the animals, not the people, the animals, the little people animals. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I got my youngest one um, for what was it? It was something. But I got her the like safari set. Okay, has, like, yeah, yeah. The monkey and stuff. Yep, that's pretty cool, and it makes like the animal yeah, she... noises when you press the truck. Okay, yeah, she has an elephant that you push, and it, it like plays the trumpet. Um, okay, but the big cool. thing with her is that she takes them into the bath and she holds them up. She has a mirror with her everywhere she goes. She has a special one she takes in the bath with her, and what she'll do is she'll hold it up. She'll hold up like the chimpanzee to the mirror and go chimpanzee and she'll flick it into the water and then she'll grab the alligator alligator flick it into the water she just identifies if she just like such likes to label things so she'll label the animal and just flick it into the water and she'll do that for like 45 minutes (laughs) okay that's pretty cool it's pretty awesome that that is pretty cool oh my goodness my dog's barking but that's okay he likes to bark um, Aaron's honorary pick. Aaron would have the second pick here. He picked the Fisher Price buggy. Mm. So that's his first pick is the Fisher Price buggy. Then we go to me, and I'm actually gonna kick it old school Fisher Price here. You okay. can still get these, but it's the classic back when we were in elementary school, the clock. The clock? Like, do you see it? It has, like, the little yellow handle on the top. It looks like a barn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The classic teaching clock. So it teaches you, like, the times and things like that. Mm-hmm. I learned yeah. my time so fast with that thing. I bet you did. <laughs> so teaching clock is my pick, and we do snake drafts on this show. It's the only way to do a draft. It really is. And so I'm back on the clock here. And one thing they have right now that I personally really want to get my kids, but it looks just like way too much, is the Laugh and Learn Serving Up Fun Food Truck. Oh, that's solid. It's super cool. It is that's solid. Like, I just like the color of it. It has like all this food. Like, it's super dope. Next would be Aaron's pick. And he wanted to go with the Fisher Price Playhouse. So just like that generic, like Fisher Price branded playhouse that you uh-huh, put yeah. up outside. Yep. That was his second pick. So now we're back to you when you're on the clock for two picks. Okay. The first one is super easy. Um, I'm going to go with the Frozen, uh, specifically the Frozen Castle that comes with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf. That's, that's so cool. Little people. Yes, because I got, "Let got It Go" is a song that Stella can sing like almost start to finish. Yes, that is so cool. So I have in my house, I have the little the frozen little people, but I got them with the uh, little like chariot sled thingy that came oh, like, with like, like a Kristoff sled. Yeah, well, no, it was Elsa's sled, I think. Oh, okay, but it had like. And then somehow I ended up, I don't remember how I got them, but I have like an Elsa, an Anna, an Olaf, a Kristoff, a Sven. Like, I have the whole gang. Nice. 
I don't know where they came from, but I have them all. <laughs> you have them. <laughs> you know. All right, you are back on the clock for your third pick. Um, if there's got to be a, a Fisher Price grocery set that comes with toy food. Uh, so I'm gonna yes, I'm ninety percent sure there is. So I'm gonna say like a if it, uh, like let's let's say um just a Fisher Price grocery basket. Okay, yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure there is because with, I'm pretty sure I with have food. it. I think it's at Walmart. You get the one that has like the Walmart basket in it. Yes, we have it. Yep, it's that one. Next pick would be Aaron. He needs two more. Um, his next one is the Fisher Price T-ball set. Ooh, that's actually a sneaky good pick. That's a really good pick. Um, those are those are super cool. Like for Stella specifically, that's sneaky good because Wilson has um like a it's not like squishy, it's like a it's a it's a plastic bat, but it's wrapped in like vinyl. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a like a squishy baseball that it came with. We got it at the Royal Spring Training Facility out in Surprise. Okay. And Stella actually picks that up and plays with it. She'll hit the ball around his room. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um my next one. My so I'm back on the clock now. I'm gonna go with the Laugh and Learning Kitchen. Mm, I think she so used to have that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a super cute little kitchenette. It comes with like a little mini refrigerator. Yeah, and um, you there's like a boiler faucet. on the stove or something like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's really interactive. A working oven door. Yeah, um, shapes things to cook with. It's pretty freaking cool. Um, so I'm gonna go with the kitchen. And then for my last pick, oh man, um, this is a lot harder than it should be because there's so many cool Fisher Price toys. They're like the creme de la creme. They're pretty cool. I'm going to go with. I'm looking at this like website. I'm looking at the Fisher Price website, trying to decide. Um, five, four, three, two, one. I'm gonna go with the Laugh and Learn Magical Light Fish Bowl. So it comes with like three little fish, a little lobster, a star. It's like this little fish bowl. It's interactive. Uh, they learn letters, shapes, colors, numbers. I think it's kind of cool because it has like fish. It's a fish bowl. Lights mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that's a good one. So that's where we're gonna go. Um, Aaron's last pick, he wanted to pick the, the corn popper. Oh, <laughs> like the vacuum one? <laughs> like the one that has like the one little handle and has like the little balls on the inside. And as you push yeah. it around, it like pop, 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 pops. Okay. I, so I have to tell you this funny thing. So there is one thing in this world that Stella is absolutely like terrified of. <laughs> and it is the vacuum (laughs) (laughs) like to the point that if so we have our hall closet downstairs that has just like random stuff in it like that's where we'll get like the kids will hang there we can we hang the kids backpacks in there yeah that's where like all of our extra papers for wilson to do his homework so we keep the play-doh we have kinetic sand slime all the like the sensory stuff Mm -hmm. anybody opens that door and she jumps up and goes over and is like ready to close it for us as soon as we're done (gasps) no she she used to scream when we would open it, but now she just is like, "Let me, let me close that for you." Like she's ready to close it as soon as we open it. She's like, "No, nope. terrified of the vacuum cleaner." Oh no! Awesome. Yeah. Kinetic sand, awesome. It, kinetic sand is pretty awesome. We also have slimy sand, which I think is actually better. It's really cool. Okay, I'm it's, about to check that out. Yeah, it's it's super cool. It's a lot of fun to play with. I'm gonna get that for my kids for Christmas. But... Do it. Is it going to be for them? We'll see. <laughs> Brad, close us out of this draft, if you will. So I'm having a hard time because, oh, there it is. I found it. Okay. Yep. Now I can actually justify this pick. The Fisher Price ice cream cart. Oh, okay. She has the leapfrog one and she loves it. But since we're going Fisher Price specifically, there is a Fisher Price ice cream cart that is basically identical. Probably okay. not as cool, 
Probably does not. not leapfrog, but probably because it's not what much. she's used to. She'll probably be like, eh, "It's cool. I have this other one." <laughs> yeah. Well, the leapfrog one is so interactive. Like you scoop the ice cream, and mm-hmm. uh, there's like little sensors on it, and it'll tell you what flavor it is. Okay, like, the leapfrog stuff is like super cool. It's legit, man, and it's durable it... too. Oh, because it's super more. Cool. More than once, she has sent that down the stairs. I believe it. <laughs> the leapfrog stuff is super, like, it's cool. It's some yeah. cool stuff. And it's it's pretty in line, with, like, price-wise with, like, the Fisher-Price stuff. Yeah, you'd think that it would be outrageous because it's so nice. But, no, it's it's reasonable, it's for definitely sure. definitely more techie. Like, their, like, little learning laptop is way more techie than the... Like Fisher Price, like learning laptops and stuff. Like yeah, some of their yeah, stuff definitely can, has like, other brands beat. Yeah, and you can like fold that laptop into a tablet. Yep, I have one of those. Uh, I got it for my older one, but now it's my younger one's thing. I think it's at her mom's, but yeah, it's super cool. It works. You can it's like send email. Yeah, every once in a while that we hear that at night because like she'll want to put it in her bed with her when she goes to bed. So okay. we'll we'll hear that at like one o'clock in the morning. Oh <laughs> she my sits up and starts playing with it. She's just she's got to she's got to work. She's got to work. Right. Got work to do. Work to work do. Never sleeps. Never sleeps. Hustle. She's, she's on that grind. She is. Yeah. All right. So to recap here, Brad, you compiled little people animals. The frozen castle, the grocery basket of food, and the ice cream cart. Aaron has the Fisher Price buggy, the playhouse, the T-ball set, and the corn popper. And I have the teaching clock, the food truck, the kitchen, and the fish set. We're gonna cool. put this out on Twitter. I'm gonna put this out on Twitter tomorrow. Today, um, today's Wednesday, November sixteenth. And so look for it on Twitter today. Head over to at YoungDadPod on Twitter. Tell us who you think won the draft. Um, can't wait to hear from Brad to see who Stella thinks won the draft. He will probably go with her dad since he knows her best. So he yeah. might have cheated. <laughs> I'm calling collusion right now if she picks yours. Insider information. Insider information. Well, Brad, <laughs> it was super fun having you on. Thanks for Thanks for being here. Is there yeah. any last thing you want to say to anyone out there? Any last piece of parenting advice or anything else? I don't I don't know. I think I've shared all of the limited wisdom that I have about limited parenting, wisdom. especially a child on the spectrum. No, and you're just talking to you. Super insightful. I'm sure our listeners will absolutely love it. Our people love it. Our large studio audience loves it. We thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you leave five stars, subscribe, share with a friend, all that fun stuff. Hit up our link tree and all that. And Brad, tell the people where they can find more of you. So uh, every Tuesday, Baseball Together podcast, we come out with new episodes. Uh, we call that the big show. And Jewel and Jay, sorry, Jay and I <laughs> host the Seattle Baseball Together podcast. Like he said, that is in hibernation, but that will be back in like February or March for spring training. Um, I don't know. Keep in touch with, with Jay and he'll let you know where you can find that. We're just, when you we're can just find working that. on some just incredible content for That's next right. year's Pod. That's right. We're we're baking it up. It'll be ready. There's um, just and then too also, much going on with the Mariners right now. And then every Saturday morning, uh, Willie B and Dad Gaming drops a new episode of something that Wilson and I play. Uh, some video game we play. Like this last week, we did Minecraft Dungeons. It was a ton of fun. I have no idea what we're going to play this week, but there will be a new video Saturday morning. You can count on it. Sounds awesome. Well, guys, make sure you hit all those places. Follow Brad, follow the Young Dad Pod, share it with a friend, leave all those stars, subscribe to all the channels, leave all the stars. Have yourself a great rest of your week, and we will be back with you next week here on the Young Dad Podcast. There's so many different reasons to celebrate Movember. For guys, we get to grow awesome mustaches, awesome beards. If you're not a bro, you don't have to grow to save a bro. You can move 60 miles throughout the course of November. You can also launch a fundraiser on Movember.com. 
head over to our link tree, the very first link, Movember. Our goal is to raise $500 to help bring awareness to men's suicide, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer, and to help bring awareness and help those we've lost who can't help themselves any further, but we can help prevent it from spreading further. Men's suicide rate in the United States is 4 to 1. Other countries, it's as high as 60 to 1. One man dies every minute of every day around the world. Every 60 minutes, there's 60 men that die by suicide. That's one suicide a minute. That is too many. Help us end it. Go over to our link tree. Even $10 helps kick us off, get us started, get us moving in the right direction so we can help support men. Men support men. Help support Movember launch more amazing projects to help in your community, my community, and around the world to help people plan and to help bring more awareness to men's mental health.